Hello, and welcome to episode 157 of this Xbox Life, titled I'll Take That. I am Brun, BJ Swick 33 along with the other guys that you have all come to love. Wingman, Mark, Wingman709. Hello. And Rob, I love to play games, Presar. Either. <laughs> so... We got another another show. We got some topics, maybe maybe a slash topic slash rant. Um, a little bit of Deus Ex, a little bit of Halo, Halo, um, and a couple other things. Don't want to spoil it all, but uh, we always like to start off with what we've been playing. So, Rob. Okay. Uh, this week I played a little bit of Duke Nukem. And I must say it was a little bit. I mean, it kind of disappointed me where I actually had the desire to play a little bit. And I played this game and I'm like, this game, I can't handle it. <laughs> it was like shooting at that big spaceship. And I'm like, uh, I'd rather like start at the window. <laughs> I'd rather watch paint so, dry. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it was really weird. I mean, it just, I, I played it and I, I, I couldn't even, nah. No enjoyment, no nothing, so I turned it off. I did other stuff. Awesome. That's all, that's all I had. Wow, congratulations. Woohoo! So, Mark. Yes. What have you been doing? Um, it's been a slow week for me. I've been really bored. Um, I have played Age of Empires Online. I played, I played some Trials HD. Dude, watching that trailer last week i i not only have i played trials hd but i went and downloaded both dlc packs i've been playing on the new tracks oh <laughs> um and i've just been really enjoying that. that that game is so much fun so but um and i played some uh deus ex human revolution so age it. of em- age of empires online i wish i could play that it looks fun but it's not for the Mac. Nope. So, which I know it's a Microsoft. Nope. <laughs> it's a Microsoft game, but I mean, you know, I don't know. It goes it's just, <laughs> yeah, just, it just over the last year, though, um, Mac and, and Apple have, like, I think, I don't want to say they're, they haven't taken over the market. That's not what I'm trying to say, but the sell, the sales of, you know, iMacs and MacBook Pros and stuff like that have actually gone past, you know, HP and Dell and things like that. So you figure, you know, the one big thing that I've always stuck with Windows saying, hey, well, the reason why they build Windows only is that's because what the majority of the computers are. I think that trend might be shifting the where I think, you know, they should start building games for uh Mac as well. So EA's done it. They they've done some web based browser, you know, or browser based games. But even things like the free to play, like Battlefield Free to Play or Battlefield Heroes, they're all supposed to be browser based games, but browser based for Windows machines only. So I think that trend needs to change a little bit and start you could introducing just get a Windows OS and then you wouldn't have to complain about it. I do have Windows OS, but I I don't know. I guess I just need to buy a new new computer if I want to play free games. There you go. So, 
Why, why, why must the world conform to you, bro? Come on. Uh, Gotta give a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <give> bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So that's what you've been playing? That's it? Uh, I. Yeah, I did uh, NHL 12 demo. Um, pretty nice. Fun. Can't wait for the game to come out. Uh, try it out this year to see. <gasps> oh, I forgot something. Oh, well, too late. Okay, let's rewind. Oh, I oh. played Demo 12 LHN, but do wing. What else are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Oh, he's rewinding. <laughs> I was going backwards. <laughs> what the heck was that? Uh, I tried. No, you can keep going. I will. I'll, I'll come back. My bad. Okay. So. Uh, well, like I said, NHL demo. Um, can't wait for the real game to come out. And I also played Deus Ex, which I think we'll be covering a little bit later. But uh, the NHL demo looks nice. i kind of excited. I'm hoping they fix a lot of stuff. The reason why I didn't buy last year's version is because I had the previous... I had NHL 10, and 11 just didn't fix a lot of the stuff that was broken in 10. So um, I'll have to wait until 12 comes out see if uh see how things are going so but okay when what would you forget um first of all i don't know so one of you guys send up a chat message here in the stupid skype window because they changed it it's like i got two of them now and i don't know which one to type in <laughs> there we go thank you you're um, very stupid skype it's all upgraded and now it's all messed up again so but uh i played Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine demo. And huh. all I can say is, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> that I played the demo several, several times. There's two missions in the demo. Uh, one of them is your standard run through um, gunning and melee um, gameplay. And then the second one, you get to try out the jetpack that you'll get so you get to do a little jetpack flying action and i tell you what this game is going to be a is going to be a blast to play i played through both missions on easy i played both missions through on medium and then i played the first mission i went through on hard i got to the very last part and uh i was getting it was pretty tough and uh, i stopped there um, i haven't gone back to it yet but I, I tell you what, man, this game is fun, but it's going to be more melee than shooter. Huh. It's um, you just get swarmed with hordes of orc, and uh, but it was so much fun. The coolest thing I thought was cool, and which is going to be real annoying and probably really annoying me in the game, but I think the concept's cool. Is you if you're if your armor you got like your armor shielding, and if that takes damage it goes down and then your health starts going down well if you go and find cover your your armor shielding will power back up but your health doesn't to get your health built up you have to go in and execute you have to do an execute maneuver on an orc so basically you got to run in there and you got to get hand to hand with them and you hit the y button to stun them and then then once you've got them stunned you can hit the b button to perform an execution and then that actually will build up your health. 
So it's it's like forcing you to go in and, and melee combat to build up your health again to regenerate it. And <laughs> I'm like, this is cool, you know. And um, there's no there's no uh, cover system, but these are eight foot tall space marines. They don't need cover, so it's it's kind of cover kind of goes against the whole philosophy and storyline behind the space marines. These guys are just big hulking tanks, man. So, but it was pretty cool. You uh, the system works really well. You can you can stand back and and uh, I think if I recall, it was left trigger to. Um, you could zoom in and right trigger to shoot your gun, and then you could hit your, I think it was your X button, well, and your Y button were two different types of melee for your hand-to-hand, and it was just cool, man. It's a fun game. It's really cool. The sniper rifle was wicked awesome in that game, um, and they had some pretty cool weaponry, and uh, it's fun, man. I, I was impressed because I was a little concerned about it and wasn't sure... You know, I'm like, okay, I pre-ordered this, but, you know, am I really going to, is this going to be really good? Is it going to flop? And the demo actually made me a believer. I was I was sitting there playing just like, oh, yeah, oh, just, you know, it was more, you know, you, you were all excited. And you got those, you know, those kill moments and executions where you're just like, woohoo, you're whooping it up because all the action on the screen is so cool. And huh. it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I can't wait to, to play it. Uh, and that comes out next week. Uh, on September 6th, so with with Dead Island, so I'm getting them both, and I'm excited. I am so excited. Cool. Awesome. So, all right. Yeah, how could you forget that? Jeez. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Let's see. Do we have any special announcements? Oh, special announcements. Uh, for people who have taken part in blogging on the site and then also in the forums we have introduced the spoiler tag so please feel free to use it if you have any spoilers so um fnl there wasn't one there wasn't one i don't have any planned for next week um but don't worry we'll be having one in september because of some small game coming out um, which is what we're pretty much doing FNL every week for until that comes out, the same yeah. franchise, because people are getting their XP built up. Right. And they get their level 100 on Gears of War 2. So. Yep. Um, so that leads into topics. So our title this week is I'll Take That. And the reason for picking no, I'll that. I'll Take That. Yeah. I'll Take That. I'll Take I'll That. I'll Take That. You take that. I'll take that. Um, and the main reason is we had a number of stories this week where companies are just kind of just a little bit greedy in, in my the way I'm thinking of it. Um, it's all spawning for now. Companies have to make money to survive, and I understand that, and I think most people do. If your company doesn't make money, you don't have a company. So... You know, the first one we saw, um, which I remember messaging Wing, I was like, hey, Wing, do you remember or have you seen what GameStop is doing with the PC copies of Deus Ex? And what they were essentially doing was for the PC copies, which came with a free um, download of uh, Deus Ex on the online serv- on live service, 
they were opening each one of those games, pulling the code out, closing the game, and then selling it as if it was a brand new game. And the main reason for pulling those out is because OnLive is a service that is competing with their service, which we mentioned, I think, last week, that they just bought. Uh, Wing, what was the name of that service again? Do you remember? Um, um, <laughs> no, I don't remember. Okay, I can't remember either. I, I think probably the main reason why I can't remember because I really don't think it's an active service as of right now. I, I remember, yeah, it's not. It's it's not. They don't even have the beta out yet. Right. That's so here they... stupid about their excuse. This is a crock of crap. Yeah. So eventually what ended up happening is instead of pulling the codes out, they just pulled the game. And then for anybody who bought the game, they then gave them $50 gift cards. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty sure if you take a $50 gift card, you're pretty much saying that, oh, I'm not going to sue you. Uh, because that was what was eventually going to happen because they are pretty much greedy to that point. And, and with them, that's the part that cracks me up is here they are pulling these codes because of competition. Um I'm not exactly sure what they have to do with any of it because it should be the company like Square Enix or, or you know, the publisher that's a, that makes the deal with OnLive that says, oh, yeah, if they buy it here, they can have, you know, the code for free. But, you know, GameStop decides to take it upon themselves to, you know, do what they were doing. So that was the first thing Spawn of a labs. company. They bought Spawn, Spawn Labs. labs but yeah. they don't even have a service available yet. That's... And before you go on, I mean, before you go on to the next story, I think we should talk about how we feel about this. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, besides me, I was just kind of, my whole thing was, first thing is I was disgusted. And the second thing is, is just reassures me why I do not go to GameStop at all, because I don't like their practices. I don't like what they do. Um you know, used game. If you know buying used games, if people want to buy used games, that's fine. If they want to sell their games back, that's fine. Um, there's other companies doing it as well, but GameStop, GameStop just has this. I just have this thing on my shoulder about them. Maybe I just need to, you know, suck it up and go in there anyways. But this right here kind of just goes above and beyond of what I think of as illegal <laughs> um and just uh, not right at all i mean th I, they've done secretive things before and you know selling used games and not telling people about the stupid one-time use code activations and but here they are ripping things out of people's boxes and out of the games and still selling them as they're brand new um just kind of doesn't make sense to me you know i still think there's a class action lawsuit on its way, but I mean, what do you guys think about it? Rob, I'll let you go. I mean, it's it's very shady. I mean, it's a very shady practice to go in there and, and remove stuff from a product. I mean, yeah, and it, it does. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I mean, I've always heard of uh, who was what was that store that they were before? Wasn't it just uh, EB uh, Games? Yeah, Electronics Boutique, yes. isn't it? Yeah, that's another one of them. Yeah. I, yeah, I always remember them doing like 
at least I heard stories of them like opening stuff up and then re shrink wrapping. Right. And it's like the same stuff. I mean, it's it's the same shady practice that I remember from years ago. Yeah. And it's lame. Yeah. So is this the time where they just finally got caught? Yeah. Like caught red handed in this case or, you know, because obviously if they've done this now. And, and, and in the, the screenshots to the stories I was reading, they actually had like the letters from the company to the employees saying, you know, effective immediately, please pull this thing out or whatever. And then it was like, please don't sell this game. Um, but I mean, it's just flat out from the company. I mean, there's no denying what they did and what their intent was. It's just, you know, it's the shady part of it to me, like you're saying, you know, the shady part to me is like, Oh man, how many times have they done this? And now this is the time they just got busted red handed. So, you know, wh- you know. Next time you get a game over there, what what'll be missing out of the game? How how will you know? Yeah, yeah. My concern is what kind of precedence this sets forth for other companies to start doing the same. Um, you know, what a, you know, like in taking it to the next level of, you know, we know that EA has fought with Microsoft originally over Xbox Live because they want to control everything, and then you know Microsoft kind of catered to them and and let them have their own servers. And, uh, you know, what's next? Or they just say, you know what, we're not going to have Xbox Live connectivity anymore because it competes with our online gaming service of origin. So oh. are we going to start seeing, like, our Xbox Live get destroyed because these publishers are going to go do their own thing and and they're going to, you know, yank out Xbox Live capabilities from their games and just not support it anymore? You know, I mean, it's... This is the start. It only takes someone to do it and get away with it for everybody else to fall in line. All right. You know, and I don't want to see that. I think Xbox Live is a great service. And But, I mean, what's going to stop them from, you know, going into a package and taking out, like, some extras that, you know, are supposed to be in there and then selling them out outright, you know? I mean, what's going right. to stop them? This was something that was supposed to be in a game you were supposed to get. They took it out, didn't discount your price charge you full price and and took something out uh, a product out of the package that you were supposed to get yep you know it's it's crooked it's wrong it's it's you know i don't care what they claim that well legally you know we didn't have this agreement or whatnot well then you shouldn't be selling the product or right. you, you know you don't sell the product and take stuff out of it you re if, you, if there's something in there and they knew about it because they're like oh remove them no, you send the product back and you don't sell it. Right. Okay, that's what they should have done. And they cheated the consumer. They stole, they stole from the consumer on this. Right. So, you know, if you look at like what is a used product? Is a used product one that was actually used or one that the you know, box is has been opened from the manufacturer? I mean, box what, is, what is it? Exactly. I mean, well, does it need to be used for it to be considered used? It doesn't it doesn't have to be used. But they've opened it. So yep. typically, like, you go to Best Buy or, you they know, you buy items. something. Yeah, there's open boxed items that are sold at a discount because they're open. They've been on the shelf. They've been in the store. They've not been in the consumer's hands, so they're not, quote, used. But they are sold at a discount because it's still sort of used, just used in the store. And that's that's what they did. They should be selling these at a discount because it was used in the store, if you will. All right. Well, they just, I mean, 
the funny thing is, is like, like you're saying, oh, instead of just taking these out, they should have just shipped them back. And said, hey, we're not going to sell them. But that's their 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 thought process wasn't like that. Their thought process was, do you think we can get away with just ripping those out of the packages and selling them for full price? I mean, that was their, you know, in my mind, that was their thought. Their thought had nothing to do with the consumer. It was just like, hey. Can I? Can we get our money? Can we get our money? Can we get our money? You know, that's all they cared about. Is that's where the greed comes in to to me. Is and as far as this this first one here with GameStop is, they they don't care as long as they're getting their money. And then they got busted, and now they lost money because people are either bringing them back or getting fifty dollar gift cards. <laughs> so, but the unfortunate part is that they're getting fifty dollar gift cards for. GameStop. So now you have to see if another if a lawsuit comes oh, out of it. See, well, not only that, but they're giving them like if you buy two used games, we'll give you one free. So they're taking more money. That's how that's how they're getting away with this. Is like, well, we'll take more money from you. We'll give you a free game if you buy two used. Yeah. You know, I was like, are you kidding me? It's just, yeah. it's just the it's greed. It is. It's <laughs> it's insane, and it really bothers me, and. I'm really thinking that, you know what, all my pre-orders that I have right now are sitting with them. And I'm going to go ahead and get my two that come out next week because they come out next week. Um, but I, I, everything else, when I go in to pick those up, I'm going to cancel everything else and I'll take them elsewhere. Yeah, and if they I, ask... I got if they Amazon, ask... I got Best Buy. Yeah. You know, I personally, I think I'm going to start doing Amazon because... I can get uh, that uh, release day delivery for ninety nine cents. Yeah, you know, and I'll have it on release day. It'll be here, and I don't have to go to the store. And you know, I don't do the midnight release anyway. So it, I think I'm just going to do that from now on, and give another company my money that's not going to rob me. Yeah, and I mean, if they ask you why you're canceling, you should just, I mean, flat out tell them I'll like tell I, them. Don't, I don't trust you as a as a company anymore. Not with you pulling stuff out of games. You know, and selling them for full price. I just, you know, I just yeah. don't trust that. Oh, I'll I, won't, tell I, I refuse I will... to be ripped off. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you rip me off. So I will take my business elsewhere that to a company that does uh, has better business practice than you guys do. So it's just, yeah. I don't have a problem with saying that to them, and I will. They're not going to yeah. care. Yeah. Just a bunch and of punk kids, you know, teenagers working in there, anyways. Yeah. Well, like you know, and that's like I said, that's all about the greed. But real quick, I'm gonna jump to number four on here. You know, talking about greed, like uh, let me give you a scenario because this, I mean, this isn't Xbox related on this one here, but it just kind of ties into what I've seen all week this week with with companies doing certain moves or practices that just don't it doesn't make sense to me. Is this whole thing with iTunes? So. You are the owner, Wings. Let's say you are the owner of this Xbox Life, and let's say it was a half-hour really? show. Yeah, cool. say it was a half-hour show that you have on cable NBC um, every Wednesday at eight or something like that. So what happens is, you know, the cable companies and stuff or whatnot, they or NBC sells our show to those guys, so we get our money, you know. So we're getting big bucks for it to be played Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So on that Wednesday, people can watch our show. Uh, they could DVR our show. Um, 
And let's say that's all we let them do. Let, or we can say, hey, that we can put on, put on Hulu uh, for Hulu Plus people. And let's make some money off of that. And then iTunes, um, we make a deal with iTunes that says if people want to rent the TV show that they missed, they can rent it for 99 cents. So that's kind of the scenario that's happening here is iTunes had 99 cent TV rentals for shows for participating um, participating networks like NBC and, and so on and so forth. And But not all networks did it because to them, 99 cents just wasn't enough. So let's go back to you owning the show. You've gotten your money, but there's these other outlets like iTunes. Let's say for 99, say for every show, somebody rents for 99 cents, you get a quarter of it. Would you be happy with that? Making an extra quarter that you weren't going to make anywhere else. It's just, Oh, Hey, another quarter, another quarter. But yet these other companies are saying, Oh, well that's, that's just not enough. We want more. So here comes the greed part. Oh, we want more. We want more. We want more. And what happened this week is iTunes has now stopped the 99 cent TV rentals for lack of participation because other companies, they just want more. We just want more. And, you know, it, it just kind of went to this, you know, when I saw GameStop and then I saw this whole 99 cent thing, I'm like, what company would not sign up for iTunes, which is, you know, pretty much the largest. I mean, you can compare them, I guess, to, you know, you have Amazon as well. It sells a lot of digital content. But when it comes to movies and shows and stuff, you know, iTunes is one of the top. And if you're selling a dollar for a TV rental and 200,000 people do it and you're getting a quarter of that, you know, that's that's big bucks. I mean, well, it might not be big bucks to them, but that's money that you're basically getting for nothing. After your show has been played and probably DVR'd, these are people that have still went out and rented it. That maybe couldn't have done either. But now, since some other companies are like, oh, no, sorry, we, we think a dollar is not enough. We want more money. Now you're getting zero of that. <laughs> so now your your intake for you know that little section of the market, you're getting zero dollars for it now when you were making at least something. So, I mean, what do you think about like things like that as far as the greed part? I, mean, I don't know if you guys are really interested in that, but. Um, I, I think it's hard to say because we don't know the whole story behind it. I had a several things that I thought of. Um, one, it could be that iTunes or Apple saying, you know what? The cost of hosting all this stuff, the bandwidth we pay, the, you know, storage, the servers, the programming, the maintenance of the databases and blah, 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 blah. We need more than what we're getting out of that dollar. And, okay, so there's that aspect. Could also be that on the other side, that the artist or the property owner of said content is saying, you know what, we've seen DVD sales of our TV shows drop, where we used to make a ton of money because that was us putting it out. And now we're only getting a quarter and we're losing money because people are doing more digital and we're not getting that back. So, you know, I don't 
unless I know, unless it's like someone comes out and says, you know what? Apple says, well, we want to charge more because we want more money. We don't need it, but we want it. Then I, you know, that type of stuff, whatever it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at, I recently was going, I recently tried out play on for a month and that allowed me to stream Netflix. Um, I'm an Amazon prime customer and you can stream your Amazon prime videos to your TV. Um, I was able to stream like spike TV and there's a bunch of different stuff that you can stream and you don't get everything, but you know, and Hulu's in there and ESPN's in there and all kinds of stuff. But what I, I thought about is like you can pay for this program monthly or you can pay outright like 80 bucks to own it and never have to pay again. But the thing is, it's like, well, there's no guarantee that I'm going to be able to get access to this content that I have today. It could go away tomorrow. And because when I first signed up for it, I couldn't get to Amazon Prime, even though they said you could. There's a problem because Amazon did something on their end and all of a sudden this company couldn't access it anymore. And it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to pay this company if, you know, for all this money, if I can't get guaranteed to get this product in the future. And I think that's one of the problems with digital downloads and this whole everything going digital is that companies like EA are like, you know what, we're just going to shut your game off. You know, we don't feel there's enough people to pay or to support the servers. But you know what, if I'm buying a content package, why I should be able to play that, shouldn't I? You know, that's why I think I should have the option for Madden 06 or, you know, any of these old games they've shut off where they had dedicated servers. What if I want to play with you, Bruin? I should be able to play a host-to-host based game on an old one. I shouldn't have to always buy the new one just because, you know. And then that's the digital world. They can yank anything they want at any time. And it's going to go away for us owning stuff, and they're going to get truly where you're only renting or you're paying for the rights to watch it the one time. You know, you're not, we're not going to have the smorgasbord of watch all you want, play all you want, when you want. As much as we want that, we're not going to get it. You know, I mean, look at, look at ISPs. Are, are they're, they're trying to cap your downloads and your, your speeds, and they're trying to get more money out of it. It's, it's going to yeah. be the same with, the, with this industry. Yeah. I mean, I even signed up for Hulu again. For a couple for a month or so, so I can catch up on some shows that are on the Hulu Plus part. And it's just like <laughs> within within one day, I've I was already like so frustrated with the service. I'm like I can't wait to catch up on these shows so I can just cancel you. And <laughs> just because of all the commercials, it's like I've paid for this. I've paid for this service, and really all I'm paying for is so I can play it through my Xbox. That's all and you're they, really paying for, yeah. Yeah, and they've upped the number of commercials. Uh, they've they've upped the number of commercial breaks, and then they've upped the number of commercials per break. But yet the commercial is the same four commercials every single time. You know, I I know the HTC commercial and the stupid you know Verizon commercial by heart right now, and it's because I have to see it six times in an hour. So but yeah, as soon as, as soon as that's done, it's it's over. But yeah, with with this the TV rental thing here, it's just it was just like ugh, another thing, and you know. So for the third thing that I have on here, EA. So you sent me this one, Mark. EA is not letting 
turn 10, put like Porsche, the brand Porsche, into Forza 4. So EA has exclusive rights for the Porsche brand for which game? Need for Speed. Can't remember uh, which one it was. Was it Need for? It must be Need for Speed. It would have to be, right? Yeah, it must be. So for Need for Speed, so with multiple attempts to EA, to, or Turn 10 made multiple attempts to contact EA to, to work out something, and it was just like they finally came out and said, nope, they're not going to let us use it because they have poor the Porsche name or the, you know, vehicles 911s whatever you want to say are in this said game <laughs> my first so i'll tell you what my first thought was and then you can tell me what you thought about it my first thought was oh yes ea because everybody is just all over buying need for speed and the whole reason why they buy need for speed is because you have porsche and it's and it's just like so this simulation racer, which isn't competing with you unless they're trying to get it for competition with Need for Speed Shift or whatever, which is like they're more simulation type racing. It's like they're all relying on Porsche. Like, oh, since we have the Porsche name, people are not gonna buy Forza Four. They're gonna buy us because we have Porsche. And it's just like uh, no, they're not. <laughs> they're they're not going to buy your game because that's you know you have exclusive rights to this. But it is a shame that for car lovers of and and you know the game of Forza, since that company is all a bunch of car lovers, they can't put this brand of a car or this company in their game because EA is like sucking up their rights. It's very similar to how they have the rights to football. It's like, you know, we don't get any good football games as far as pro football games. We get zero good games because there's no competition because they have the rights wrapped up. But, you know, but what'd you think about, what'd you think about that when you read that one? Um, it's, it just, you know, I kind of like shook my head. It doesn't surprise me. It's just another, you know, stupid move by, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I can think of it in two different ways. Of course, it's easy to bash on EA, um, but I look at it this way, too. They did buy the rights. Sure. So is shouldn't we be blaming Porsche for selling out to the man and giving up their rights to, you know, some sole rights to another company? I mean... Do you know what I'm saying? It's really Porsche yeah. to be mad at for, and again, it comes back to the same thing: greed. These people wanted money, so we get more money if we give you exclusive rights. And I mean, I, I don't understand why you'd want to do that. It just makes no sense to me. But I would say get your brand name out in as many games as possible. But obviously, Porsche doesn't feel that need. They need to do that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Turismo's I, I... taking the hit too. Yeah. So I mean, I I see I see your point in that, but it, the 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 part that's getting me is like you know, Turn Ten asked, you know, they're asking, they're trying to work something out with EA. It's just like I'm I'm trying to wonder is like, does EA, and this is okay, so this is obviously bias on my part 
because I'm not a fan of the Need for Speed games. I've played them. I think some of them are fun. But I just don't know if it's like, oh, if we let if we let Porsche be in or we work with work a deal with turn ten and the Porsche gets to go into Forza Four, we're just not gonna sell as many of our need to need for speed game. I don't know if that's their thought behind it. Or or like you said, is it like, hey, well, I'm sorry, we paid the rights for it, you know, go talk to Porsche. They're the ones that, you know, sold it to us. We were the highest bidder. But it's just like I, I can't think of EA sitting there thinking, oh, we have a AAA racing game here that, you know, Porsche is our main driver behind it. And if we give, you know, those rights over to some other company to put in their simulation game, we're just not going to sell as many. But because, you know, they're all lined around the block on midnight release night, you know, for our need, need for speed game or whatever game it is. That's the part that blows my mind. It's like really they're 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 holding these rights for a game that isn't used to be popular. Uh, maybe it still is. Like I said, maybe it's it's just me, but it's not anything that I, I believe that competes with Forza. Like I always think of it as Forza is the only simulation game for the 360, and you know, and of course. PlayStation has their brand, you know, has their exclusive game. But I can't see where if I wanted to buy a Need for Speed game, I'm not doing it just because they have Porsche. So I don't know. Kind of weird. It, I don't know either. It's you know, maybe they're going to try to I don't know. I EA likes to go and corner the market and and say you can only drive this here, you can only get this from us, you can only get this from us. I mean, they're paying a lot of money, and the thing is, they don't—they don't care. They're, they obviously don't care about the bad PR they get because they're—they're they're a big game, and you know, it's just like Activision. They're—they're big—big big guys. They can—they sell a bajillion copies of Call of Duty, so they're going to jack the price up. They're going to do you know, all the stuff they can to keep getting as much money as they can out of you because you know people may scream about it, but they still turn around and go buy it. So. They're not hurting. And the few people that may stand up and say, well, I'm not going to buy your product, just like me. You think GameStop's going to gonna feel any pain when I walk out of there? No. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, yeah, you know all that money I put forth on all those pre-orders? Cancel those, please. Take that money and put it, apply it to the two that I am going to buy from you. I'll pay the difference. And I'm walking out. And I'll be like, I won't know. I will no longer shop here. It does, I'm not going to do anything to hurt them and their bottom line. It takes it would take millions of people to finally say, you know what, I'm done with you, and I'm going to move over to these other companies. That's what it will take, and it won't happen with an right. EA or an Activision. It simply won't happen. So they don't they don't care about the bad press they get because it doesn't matter because they're still going to sell a bajillion copies. They're still going to make money, and they don't care. And they're going to continue to try to mess with us and get as much out of us as they can while they can, plain and simple. Yeah. Hey, it's funny you mentioned Activision. Like I, I like to find out if anybody else has been invited into their the web site that they're doing, the Elite or whatever it is. I can't remember yeah, exactly Call what it's called. Yeah, it. Call of Duty Elite. Like I got invited to the beta, and then I got an email that says, "Please sign, you know, f- complete your, you know, sign up." So I did all of that, and then like it's it's never worked. <laughs> 
it's like I, I've done it and I've tried stuff and it keeps like spinning me back to this one area. And then I just got an email two days ago. It's like, thanks for partaking in the beta. I'm like, it never worked. It's like, what am I supposed to it, <laughs> it, it was a complete me, so. piece of crap. I mean, what do you want me to do? Was, so I'm in it and it worked. It did? It, it, yeah. It, it, zero work. I've, it does I've not been work. in for a while and I even created a little uh, this Xbox Life group or club or clan or i don't know what they're calling it <laughs> yeah but. maybe i'll have to i keep getting i keep getting a thing that says join the beta join the beta join the beta so all right um i had one more the, this isn't a, a rant or anything oh no this isn't a rant i just want to say that the new espn app is really cool i really like it the the coolest thing would be is if it worked the full thing would work <laughs> for me but time warner's you know is still not you know you can't use it on the xbox but for all the people who can use espn if you haven't gone out and got the the update to it go do the update it's really cool like two two games at once and i mean also a couple other things on there it's really neat i liked it yeah, so. i posted a video of it on our site so if you want to see the trailer of what the, some of the new features are, you can check it out. It looks really cool. I don't. Yeah. I can't watch. I can't enjoy it either. So I'm in the oh. same boat as you. My my ISP doesn't uh, allow us to have Quest or I mean uh, ESPN three. So okay. all right. Did uh, oh. did our buddy Rob ever come back? Because I know he took off. He's back. He's, He's back. back. He's back. He's back. What do you think, Rob? What do you think all these companies trying to pull the wool over our eyes and take us to the cleaners? Lame. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Okay. I mean, it was okay. That uh, the thing with I missed the majority of this conversation here with uh, Turn Ten huh? and EA. So, what is that? Turn Ten can't use Porsche. Correct. Because of EA? Correct. Because they own, they EA has rights. some kind of... <laughs> they, they own yeah, some exclusive like, rights yeah. to, the, to the name. Yep. And and Turn 10 publishes what? Forza. 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 Okay. Yep. Yep. Can't use this, yeah. so they are not getting... They won't have any Porsche game or Porsche cars in their game because EA would not allow. They couldn't work out a deal. So, so yeah. in the end, so in the end, who suffers? Porsche? Nope. No, we do. Basically, Forza owner, Forza gamers yeah. that are Porsche lovers. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's corporate bullying. <laughs> I think, but I mean, they negotiated. I mean, ultimately, whose fault is it? I mean, Porsches. You know, right. they negotiated an exclusive deal. I mean, they obviously took money for it, and it was their short-sightedness that caused this. I think, right. and that's kind of what Wing was saying during the yeah. during the thing as well. Yeah, are you copying me? That's right. I already said that. Walk in your footsteps. Blame Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean they're the only ones so far, right? 
Well, I don't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's anyone that they can't have in their game. Yeah, well, that's it's a big name. But the, who who is it that owns? Somebody owns the rights to Ferrari, because they were saying. I remember in one of the articles I was reading that, and I thought it was Microsoft had the rights to Ferrari, and they were saying about well maybe uh, EA won't get the use Ferrari in their next game. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like, as much as I'd like to kind of say, yeah, there you go, you can't have Ferrari then. then uh, but it's still, it's just kind of, it just hurts the gamers. It's just like, you know, so. Next but, thing you know, you know, there won't be any more Porsches in Top Gear either. Well, there's that, yeah. yeah EA won't allow you Top Gear to have <laughs> Porsches on the show. Sorry, you guys can't drive them. So, yeah, does that mean, yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's a fake Porsche. What is that? There's a, there's going to be fake Porsches in the game. Well, they look just like them. Yeah, sort of. I Close enough. There, there's a, it's a car name, and I'll have to look it up. It's going to take me a minute, but it's um, called the. It's, like it's called the Douche Nine Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to call it. <laughs> no, there's um, the Rough. It will feature the Ruf. Let's see what is the RUF? It's um, I remember reading about. I'm trying to find it, but anyways, there's a uh, Ruffs, an independent German company that builds cars from unmarked Porsche bodies and chassis. It is traditionally used by non-EA developers who want Porsche lookalikes. <laughs> Games like Gran Turismo 5, Test Drive Unlimited 2, Driver San Francisco, and many more feature ruf cars because they can't have porsches well there you go so and they're all entry-level cars anyways who wants one of those get a get a better car than a porsche get a lambo (laughs) (laughs) it's not like they pulled lamborghinis out of it so got it all right well next thing little discussion here i think we'll have a nice little Mixed views here, but uh, you mentioned that you've been playing Deus Ex Wing. And uh, I have as well. And Rob has not, but he's going to this week. Soon. Because he's a fool. Um, so this will be a spoiler-free discussion. Um, we will we be... putting the spoiler tags in the, in this episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll be spoiler-free because I think uh, I'm not too far past the first mission so um you know you're not gonna be missing much or we won't be spoiling anything so but if you do not want to hear it then you're gonna have to fast forward to an unknown location because who knows how long we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah we're not gonna spoil anything <laughs> but, at all yeah we neither what if i don't want to hear well then leave <laughs> you don't pay okay, you don't have to I'll show anyways no <laughs> so um i'll start I, I guess i can start first wing because um, I know that you love it just as much as I do. Uh, I I've, I've played through the first, um, definitely through the first, I guess, two missions. Um, you know, there's the one where you're just like entering into it and it's before you're augmented. Um, and then I played the mission after that. Um, 
Now I have chosen the the route I have chosen to be is a stealthy non-lethal. So I do not run and gun through my game. Um, I am, you know, finding secret locations to come in. I am knocking guys out. Um, I'm not killing them. Um, so like for the through the whole first mission, I was you know, undetected and I knocked pretty much everybody out in my way, or I found a loophole to go around a group of individuals, but I did complete, um, did complete the mission without, you know, getting anybody killed or, or killing anybody, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's a stealth to me, I'm playing it stealthy. Now other people can play in other ways and I don't know which, which route wing is taken, he can explain in a minute in a minute, but um it's very like it reminds me of the first game. So you know, you have your you know, your inventory and this and that and your and your special powers and whatnot. Uh, it's just it reminds me of the stealthy part and and I just I don't know. I just like it. For some reason I, I can't play RPGs very well and this is very RPG like because you get to pick your augmentations and and this and that um of course you have to pick ones that go to your the way the style you've been playing so if you want to play stealth half the game and run and gun half the game um i don't know how well that will fly um to me it's more like i'm going to play stealth this playthrough and if i want to play it again then i'll play the other way um but I haven't found anything that I dislike about it. Um, the lo- the load times are kind of long to me. Um, I saw a video where if you install it on your hard drive, it it trims load down load times down by like 14 seconds or something like that. But the you know the first mission came a couple of challenging parts. Um, I'm into a part now where I can select side missions. Um, so I have a couple side missions going on and a primary mission, um, which I just, you know, got through part of it and um, continuing along the way. But if you ask, I mean, I can't really give a like a review score or anything like that. All I can say is, as of right now, I'm liking it. Um, it does take patience. It is a 50 to 60 hour game, um, so it's nothing that you're gonna. You know, fly right through. Of course, if you do the run and gun type of thing, I don't know um, how if that speeds up the game or not. But as a, as for me, I'm a lot of crouching, a lot of hugging the walls, and and finding secret entrances. Entrances. So, but right now I like it. So, Wing, tell me how much you love it. My favorite part the game that I played this week is when you go into fury mode, it's, you become, um, unstoppable. It's like you're, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. You can't take any damage. You're, what is the word I'm looking for here? Invincible. Invincible. I love the invincibility mode called fury mode. And, uh, it's like to get that, you, you hack away at a bunch of orcs and it's like the more, orcs that you kill especially in your melee move with your chain sword it builds up this fury meter and then to, to deploy your fury meter you just double click both sticks and it just goes into this mode and he's like Rah! 
and you start swinging your chainsword around and just grinding orcs in half, and you're invincible. It's pretty cool, man. I love it. I love it a lot. So, I didn't know there was orcs in this game, or if you, or a chain sword. Are you back about, in the four? Are you talking about, about forty thousand right? space marine? No, no, Deus Ex. Oh, I don't want. I want to talk about something fun, man. Oh no. I want to talk about. A oh, game. well, well, I am, and I was asking for your input on how much you liked it. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm not even really going to say much about it because, um. I'm probably the only person in the world that doesn't like it. So uh, I've seen lots of people raving about it. I have tried it. Um, I never played the original, so I really didn't have any, didn't know what to expect. Um, And I really don't care for it. The things I don't like is, my gosh, what's with the black and orange color palette? I mean, it's like the only two (laughs) colors in the game is black and orange everything's orange even the menu's got to be orange couldn't they given me a different color in the menu system um it reminds me of odst when everything was like wasn't everything like when you turned on your helmet or whatever it wasn't everything like an orangish outline was it odst like that i I think it was something similar to that but okay but i just i don't so i don't like the color palettes um the I felt that when I went through the first time, there was no option to be stealthy, at least in the initial mission. Is this before you're augmented? Yeah. Yeah, there is no option. Okay, so I didn't understand that. So I ended up running and gunning, and it was just, it didn't, it just felt kind of uneventful. It was just kind of like, okay, well, those little firefights weren't really very exciting. Um. So then I go through that very first mission, I guess, after that, the kind of the main mission. and For the typhoon? Yeah, to go get the typhoon. And I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I just don't get this game or I don't understand all the intricacies of it, and that's probably what it is. But I really, I did make it through that mission. Okay. And I'd stopped for the night. And I came back to it. I had to force myself to go back to the game. So I was like, I really didn't enjoy it. I just, it just really wasn't something like, wow, this is awesome. I just, I walked away kind of like, eh, I don't really care if I play this again. So I did go back, kind of forced myself to play it. And I really couldn't get anywhere. Um, it's like every, I, I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. And I got the whole point of going to the little mission things. But there's like one I couldn't get into. Uh, one side mission I couldn't get to the guy. And I'm like, okay, well, there must be a way to get up over the buildings and come down a different way. And I couldn't find any way to get over this fence. So I'm like, you're talking about the guy. Yeah, talking about the guy where you had to hack the, the fence. gate. Yeah, it wouldn't let me hack the gate. So I'm like, yeah, well, I'll a... find a different way. I'll go do this other mission. And then yeah. the guy's like, you know, okay. So I talked to him, and then you get another thing. And I was trying to do that, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just, the game to me is just not very fun. I, I just found it way too much dialogue, and, and it's just not my style. I think it's, you know, and, and people have been kind of surprised to talk to you because they're like, oh, it's very much like Mass Effect. And I'm like, this is nothing like Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect is nothing more, like Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect has more action. A lot more action. A lot more action. 
Yeah, this is this is a mix between now. If you wanted to throw Mass Effect in there, you could say, okay, it's a longer. I mean, this game's longer than Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect's like what, thirty hours? Uh, I think the second one was. I think the first one. I don't even think it was that long. Okay. Yeah, you know, which it doesn't. It, it length does not. You know, personally, I was sitting there like, oh, this is this is fifty hours long, and I'm kind of tying fifty hours to like the stealth, hopefully. <laughs> but you know, you know, with the conversations and you know needing to get missions and this and that. I mean, yeah, okay, that's Mass Effect, but that's like any RPG. And obviously you're picking powers and this and that, but it is not, it is not actiony. It is, that's not, it's more of, um, a splinter cell RPG. So it's more like, you should, people should compare it more like splinter cell. Definitely. If you're doing the stealth type that I am, did you, what's, which one did you pick? Non-lethal, lethal? Oh, I went lethal. Okay, but I went so, like long range lethal. Yeah, because I wanted to like I I prefer to like more snipe and right. But it's just uh, it's yeah, just see it's and, and I don't I don't I don't know if I would like see that's the thing is I don't know if I would like the lethal, uh, short range long range lethal, um, because well I was kind of dead set on playing it in stealth because that's the way I played the first one, is you know very stealthy sneaky hacking doing this and doing that. That um, hacking game is stupid. I just that's just retarded. Yeah, they've it's, added. It's, it's kind of like it either works or it doesn't. There's not really a like one time you'll go through on a computer and you'll ha- you'll start on that one little thing and it's like the whole like hit a button. There's nothing to it. It's just like a timing thing. You're either gonna get it or you're not. There's like it doesn't seem to be a skill to it. You hold the you put the little button or the little arrow over the little file. And then hit the button, and then it just kind of counts down up to 100%. And then you get to unlock the next one. It's just, it's just dumb. It's like there's not really a game here. It's just yeah, like there a time won't waster. be until there won't be until like higher levels, because that was you know most of the ones that I'm hacking now are like level one or level two um, type security. Like I could not hack a level five because I don't have all the programs that can run. So, you know, you're going to want to run different programs to, you know, perform stops or spam, anything that's going to slow down that timer, you know, or that basically what it is, is people knowing that you're in, you know, your intrusions and stuff like that. So to basically prevent you from doing stuff. Um, But, you know, that, yeah, the hacking, you know, is is different. Um, But I'm wondering if you would like the stealth part, but if you're... If I'm you're not really saying a that there's gamer though, I, I don't... yeah. If, if you're saying there's not enough action now, there's definitely not going to be enough action doing the stealth part. Yeah, so it's it's, just, it's, it's more just ex... not my style of game, and that's right. why I don't really want to sit here and say, "Oh, this is horrible, it's garbage," because obviously it's not. People are loving it. It's just yeah. it doesn't fit into my style of game, and yeah. I really wanted to like it. I was, you know, this was something I'm like, you know, it looked interesting. When I was checking it out, and even when I went back after I played it the first time, and I was just really kind of ugh, um, I'm like, well, let me play it again. I got nothing else to play, you know, till next week, and you know, so I can put the whole week into it. And I just couldn't really, after trying it a second time, or was it? I think I did try it a third time. It was just like, no, it's just not going to happen. Um, so 
Yeah, at least you tried and you gave I tried. it. Yeah, uh, you gave it a you gave it a good amount of time of playing. Um, like for the first mission, no, I, I'm wondering how long it took you to get through it than it did me, because there was like you know there was like two or three different rooms, um, two or three different rooms with with enemies in it, and then obviously you're just going and you kind of shoot through them where I was kind of sneaking by them, so. So basically, you guys are making me really excited about this game. It's yeah, it's different. For for Wing, I understand that there's games that I've played that Wing loves, and they're just not my cup of tea. And this sounds the same way for him. And and it is like I really like stealth games like this. I really like Splinter Cell games. I really like Deus Ex. I mean, I've been looking forward to this game for oh, for a very long time because I'm such a fan of the first one. Um, obviously there are things that are, um, there's things that I know I'm going to find that I don't like. Right. Um, there's, you know, there's some weird things. It's, I, I, I don't know how to explain the parts that I don't like, but, you know, but this is a game that I really like, but if there isn't enough action, you know, for, for Wang and he's doing the lethal, um, still not really run and gun, but he can obviously shoot and, and things like that. If he's not liking that, he's not going to like the stealth part that I'm doing because right. mine is like, I don't even do the long range non-lethal. I'm doing short range non-lethal. So I have to be like right up on the guy to get him. But I like, you know, watching them, you know, make their rounds. And then I kind of plot out the path that I'm going to take. You know, and of course I'm knocking out, there's four guys walking around in a room and I'm, I'm knocking out each one of them. The, the, one of the parts I don't like, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> there's four guys in a room and then, you know, five minutes later, there's just one guy in the room and he's not like, huh, where'd everybody go? You know, that type of thing. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. of course you wouldn't be able to do that. Cause then it would be like, well, if you knock one guy out and there's other guys in the room, you're obviously going to be busted. Um, Have you found it hard to, because it seems like when I try to sneak up on people, it's like I can take one guy out and then it's like you got some kind of ability or something that like it uses up your power so that I can't do it again. And and I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get by all these people if I don't have any power to get to take these guys and knock them on the head or something. I mean, that's what I don't understand. It's like, this just is kind of stupid. I'm supposed to be this super powerful augmented guy. And it's like, Ooh, my battery's dead. You know, I'm useless. And I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. So your augmentations use power and, and, you know, based on your augmentation, um, you can obviously, if you purchase more, you can have more battery cells, basically what it is, what it is. So I have three right now, and if they're all three of them are completely full, and I, say I start to drain the third one using like a cloaking, if I uncloak, that third battery will like recharge up to full. But if I use the whole battery and I start dipping into my second one, the second one will recharge, but the third one will not. So it's kind of like if you drain it to completion you're not going to be able to recharge, but if you just drain it halfway, that it should recharge. Those things drain super quick. And, and that's... a cloak ability, and, and as soon as I tap it, I'm only cloaked for like three seconds, and seconds, then it's, yep. you're done. Like, yeah. well, what's you, the point? I mean, it's like... Well, you have to... Uh, 
Yeah, like so if I had full three batteries, I could stay cloaked for like ten seconds, I think. Um, but for each augmentation that I purchase to to enhance that ability, the time gets longer per battery cell. So and and it's all you know, the thing is is that that part there is just like, oh man, I, I just bought this ability. When am I going to be able to use this? Because it just dies so fast, but I got to keep reminding myself I'm only like three or four hours into the to a 50 hour game. <laughs> so uh, I am going to have to, you know, slowly pace myself. The one, the one thing I don't like is that the part that they said, well, you're not going to be able to get full stuff for all, all your, all of your augmentations. I guess I understand why it's not all, but I just really don't know what that means. So I really have to pick and choose carefully what I want to use, but that's why you pick on what play style you're using. Like, you know, if I was doing run and gun, I'd be purchasing the Typhoon augmentation as soon as possible because of that ability. You get in a room with four guys, you hit that thing, they're all going to be done. <laughs> they're going to be done in a second. Um, but since I'm doing stealthy, I'm doing like the look through walls, cloak ability, trying to be super, you know, my where my footsteps make zero sound and and things like that. So, but... You know, it, it sounds like, as far as you, Mark, it sounds like you gave it, you know, gave it your all trying to like it. And sometimes it just doesn't, that doesn't work out. I'm trying to think of a game that is like that to me. Um, it's not Mass Effect because I am I still want to go, I want to go back and play that game. Um, but there are games that's that's like that for me too. I'm trying to think one that you just played, like you played, like you played a crazy amount of it. And I... Just couldn't get into it. I can't remember what it is now. Mm. But I mean, yeah, that happens to everybody. But you're not bashing the game, which no, is good. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's bashing. just not. It doesn't make sense your... to me. It's not my style, yeah. and I don't understand yeah. the, you know, kind of how it works. And it was the same with Fallout Three. I tried that a couple times, and it's just, it's not. The pacing's too slow. It, it, I don't, you know, that to me is more of the real RPG. It's, I think. My RPGs need to be more action-oriented, a faster-paced, um, or, you know, like the Borderlands, I guess, if you're going to call that an RPG. I wouldn't, but, you know, I, I guess a shooter with uh, or an action game with, with character abilities is fine, mm -hmm. and I, I like that, but I think there's just too much in this one. There's too much dialogue. It, the game's too slow for my style. So, no, I don't I – don't, can't say I can knock the game for anything – you know, I, I think I'm being picky when it says, how about the color palette? You know, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when have you heard me pick on a game for a color palette? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's just, uh, so no, I think people are going to really love this game and it looks like it's going to be a success. Um, and I think we'll probably see more out of this, this franchise. So, and that's cool. I mean, I'm glad to see that it was a success. I, I really am because I know a lot of people wanted this for so long. So. Yeah. And Rob, what's your report next week? Yeah. And, you know, when Wing was talking about that thing, one song came to mind that was Iron Maiden's Be Quick or Be Dead. That should be like the, uh, the theme song, right? Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> I do like the music in the game, though. Like the, be the beginning music. I don't know why, but. And see, I don't mind. I can do it like a stealthy game, like Splinter Cell Conviction. Uh -huh. But to me, that's still a bit more 
of a. It's more action. It's more action. It's not a, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, it's so. That's the difference. I, I can do that type. I just can't do this Deus Ex style. <laughs> yeah, the part the part that gets me is I'm really liking Deus Ex, but I I don't know why I can't stick the Mass Effect. It just it just kills me. I don't I don't know why. But you got to play a little bit more, and it'll hook you. I think. Once you oh, play, I'm I'm hooked on it. Like I know exactly where I'm at and exactly what I was doing and where I was going, and Mass I know exactly. Two is just blows it out of the water. I know, and and I just had a buddy who purchased a 360. And I was actually the guy I gave out his gamer tag. He's already beat Mass Effect, started Mass Effect 2, realized that he did something in Mass Effect 1 that he wants to go back and change for Mass Effect 2. Yeah. So he's playing it through a second time on Mass, Mass Effect 1 a second time so then he can fix something and go back and start Mass Effect 2. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how... And he's already he's done that one, and he's beat Red Dead Redemption. Just in the short period of time that he, but he really likes his games. He likes very long games. So, but cool. I'd be curious uh, to know what Rob thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question for you guys. Wasn't Deus Ex, wasn't that started by one of the guys from id Software? Was this the game? Um, Kind of like. Thinking way back, because I know one of the guys branched off. Mm, it like, was IDOS like, that did the original one. Right. So I could have sworn it was an, an id guy, but for some reason, because Deus Ex did okay. It was developed by I, uh, Ion Storm. Yeah, who started that? It was uh, id guy, right? Oh, as far as the developer? Um, founded by John Romero, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Uh, that's and Tom Hall, both former employees of his software. <clears throat> yeah, John Romero is the good dude. Okay. I went back and looked at some of the images from the first game. Oh, my gosh. Talk about funny. <laughs> Big difference in what, oh, the, 11 years? Oh, difference isn't even the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, I, I got to pull this up now. Yeah, oh man. Well, we really, have, I, uh, I know we do have yeah. a community review today on the show. We had Montastic called in his uh, review of of this game, so we'll get to hear that later on. So oh, we'll hear cool. from the community too, which I thought was kind of cool. Awesome. So, but all right. Oh, well, what some of these some of these guys got some serious blockheads. Oh yeah, that's pretty funny. But you want to, Mark? Do you want to talk about another cool game? Sure, and that would be All Halo right. Four. And the new Halo series is actually going to be named the Reclaimer Trilogy. And developer Three Four Three Industries revealed this at the recent PAX Halo Four panel. This Halo Four is a direct sequel to Halo Three, and the new trilogy is going to emphasize Master Chief as both a character and a force to be reckoned with. Like, he already isn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they said the iteration of Master Chief in uh, the last year's E3, or this year's E3 t- uh, teaser trailer, was actually not the final version, and they want to, quote, sell the fantasy that Master Chief is an 800-pound hero that is part tank, part jet fighter. So, 
not really sure what I think of that comment, but we'll see. Um, Cortana is going to play a larger role in the Master Chief storyline, uh, and we're going to find out more about that unique relationship in the game uh, as it plays out the tr in the trilogy. So the trilogy is going to balance classic Halo gameplay with innovations in weaponry and abilities to give longtime fans a sense of something new. So the... Uh, Halo 4's overall gameplay in simple, traditional terms, well, it plays like Halo. So it's it's uh, they plan to still keep all that, you know, made it so popular, all the while trying to give the, the fan base something new. So and I guess, you know, with jetpacks or whatever he's got, I guess that's one way of making something new. Yeah. I hope they just remember that too much new is not always good. Yeah. So... It looked cool, though. Oh, yeah. I think it might be kind of cool to go a little uh, jetpack around as Master Chief, so. Oh, yeah. So, right. um, next thing I had was, you guys remember, I think we talked about this last week, the Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Yes. This is interesting, and I'm starting to see more and more of this type of story. Counter-Strike Global Offensive is going to be cross-play, cross-platform play for PC, Mac, and PlayStation 3. There will be no Xbox 360 cross-platform play for on that game for the 360. So I guess us Xbox gamers can only play against other X Xbox gamers. So, I mean, not that I have a problem with that, but, you know... Um, What's his name? Gabe Newell from Valve came out and was talking about, you know, hey, Microsoft is, you know, taking, taking away an ability from gamers and they won't let anybody do this on their network and yada, yada, yada. Uh, what was the other? There was another game they did this with at Valve. Shadowrun? No, no. Uh, oh. Valve recently, uh, I think it was Portal. When, didn't Portal 2 for on because of Steam? Because it has Steamworks on the PS3, oh, yeah. so you could play yep. Portal 2 on PS3, uh, and you could co-op, I guess, or play against people on the PC. So it's not the first game to do it, and so it's just going to be... And you know Sony's going to latch on to stuff like this about you know how their PSN is better, and they allow this type of stuff. And Their PSN is not better. It just does everything. So Yeah, well, except for cross-game chat that I'll never be able to do. <laughs> So, did we talk about, did I mention that last week? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I couldn't remember if I did or not. The, like, Sony finally came out and announced that cross-game cross chat will never be coming to the PS3. It's just not possible with their hardware. Which is weird, because I always thought cross-game chat was more of a software thing, but their whole thing is, yeah. it's like... Once the game starts up, it takes the RAM and never gives it back. Like, takes the memory, it doesn't give it back. So it's just not feasible. But for some reason, it took them five years to, you know, nah. cr crush the hopes and dreams of everybody. And most people don't care. Most of the people are just like, oh, good, I didn't want to anyways. But, you know, I have a 360, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, yeah. But I bet you the next one does. Oh. But. Uh -huh. PS4. Oops. I, 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 Sorry. I took a... Uh, I didn't take Rob's story. Yes, you did. 
Rob just didn't read the story. It was above his. <laughs> right. So. No, I just had a just had a quick thing, and that was okay. So, uh, Gabe Newell, the the Valve dude. So he, he calls. He's been calling for Microsoft to open up Xbox Live it's for you know other publishers to get in there. I mean, Xbox Live is very very extremely closed. You know, only the land of Microsoft, nobody else. <clears throat> Although, would hmm, I wonder if uh, Netflix counts? It's an application, so yeah. yeah, technically, yeah, I guess not. Okay, anyway, so he's calling for Microsoft to open it up, you know, particularly for you know Counter Strike and and whatnot, and with everything that's been happening with you know the you know the PS3. So my question to you guys is, should Microsoft open it up, you know, like the PlayStation Network? Should they open up the gates and allow other publishers to have their equipment down there, you know, essentially their servers, you know, data to migrate across? Or should they leave it controlled and pristine, per se, the way that it is right now? Do you think that by opening it up that they might lose control and that's why they won't do it? Well, <laughs> well not only, well, my, my, the thing about this is, is like, what, what do they need to open it up for? I'm not, I mean, I, I see here, okay, cross game play I, I for. I can tell you why, Bron. Okay. So that you will have the ability to play against someone who's using aimbots on their PC and will kick your butt every single time. Oh, yeah. Don't you miss uh, that? Don't you miss those days of hacking and cheating and yeah. aimbots? And, I mean, man, I, I sure wish I could have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of this other other than this cross, cross-platform play. It's like, you know, what else, what else do they need? And the reason why Xbox Live is so nice and it's working so well it's probably because that it's so locked down. It's exactly. meant it's meant to do I don't want to say few things, but it's meant to do the things that it does. And it's meant to do them well, um, even though sometimes it doesn't. because, um, you know, everybody loves when everybody leaves your party, but they're still there. Um just wants to hear the beeping sound fifteen times. I wish um, they would fix that. I, uh, I, it's yeah. my only complaint about live, and they won't admit that there's a problem. Microsoft said there's nothing wrong with the party system and they're full of they're lying SOBs. You get four people in a party and all of a sudden people start randomly dropping out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I wish they would have fixed it back when it, it was introduced. It seemed like it was introduced a long time ago and then it was fixed and now it's back. Oh, it was never fixed. Uh, see, I, I had this point in time where it, like, it would never happen. And now all of a sudden it's happening again. So, but... Uh, no, uh, to me, Xbox Live should not be opened up. Um, to, uh, and also, I, I think they've opened it up to applications and stuff that is really kind of just bullcrap in the first place. Like, they shouldn't open it up to them, but they did. Um, you know, at first, Twitter and Facebook was kind of cool. Um, really, they could probably shut those guys out now if they wanted to. <laughs> but, um, but but then those are applications. Those, they're not opening it up for them. They're not saying, oh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll throw this roll out the window just so you can have your game on here and, like Wing said, let your 
hacking aimbots, you know, kick everybody's butt. So, and for people that do have open platforms, let's take PS3 for instance. Um, nobody cheats or hacks on there. Yeah, absolutely so, not. Nope. And you know, uh, I look at it this way too. We're the only console that doesn't have a web browser. I don't need one. Have you guys tried to use the web browser on a PSN? It's uh, I used one on a PS6. Uh. And and half the sites you try to go to don't work because they require IE eight or nine. You know, and then of course you can't install like the Flash and stuff to use, so it's pointless to have that browser there. I, you know, I, I mean, between, I mean, in in my eyes, I would rather just walk ten feet, go to my laptop or my PC, and just use that. It's you. ten times faster, and yep. everything works for the most part. You got it. So, yeah, keep it locked down. I don't need to play with PC people. If they want to play with me, get on the Xbox. Yep. Keep it all the keep it on the same gameplay, all the same level. Keep everything fair. You know, it's just we don't need to, you know, mix it all in. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're running. I don't I don't want this to be turned into more of like a PC game gaming world where oh now we got all these problems with drivers and updates because we can't. You know, this game doesn't work. Or you know, I love the simplicity. And uh, of the Xbox and the fact that when I pop a game in, like I can't wait till next Tuesday, man. I'm gonna bring two games home, and I'll guarantee I'm gonna pop them in the tray, close the tray, and I'll be gaming. At the very least, I may have to have a 30 second title update. <laughs> Does on its own, and then I'm back in the guaranteed. game and I'm playing. None of this. It's guaranteed. Oh well, you gotta download this this 500 megabyte patch, you know, and then oh guess what? That just crashed, or you gotta install for two hours and. You know, it's I hate that garbage, man. It's so I yeah. don't, why which is funny wanna, because why make a console more like the PC when the PC version doesn't work? Oh, well, yeah. And go, go. I mean, look at the PS3. That's what they do. They have hard firmware updates, oh. which are hundreds of megs. And then they have to pretty much every game you purchase, you have to install like the Deus Ex, for instance. I watched the video on their uh, loading times. So the entrance sc- screen or something like that to like load up a, a level, it took the Xbox 360 install with installed like 24 seconds. Took the PS3 with an install 29 seconds. And it took a 360 without the install 32 seconds. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, what about the PS3 not install? Oh, you have to install the game. So it's like, who cares how big their hard drives are for their stupid con- for not stupid console, but for their console when you have to install every game. So when you buy a PS3 game on midnight, you'll be lucky to be playing it by 2, 3 a.m. Because if you haven't played it in a while, then you'll have a firmware update, and then you'll have an install, and then you have something else. And it's just like, why is this? So much like the PC, and then you don't have cross game chat. <laughs> and and it's even better when there's like twenty billion people trying to get the same update as you, and then the server really drags. Yeah, that just adds to the experience. <laughs> yeah, it's all Value about the experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. 
So no, they don't need to open it up. Shut up, Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) It's just for his benefit. Shut up and start. Why don't you make Half-Life 3 and uh, then you can start talking. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, Counter-Strike coming, okay, kind of cool and everything. But it's it it's puts me back in the boat of this like the 007. It's like I'm sure people are gonna buy it. They're gonna enjoy it. It's probably good. I'm not saying that's not. But if I want to play a first person shooter online, I'm not gonna go play, you know, Counter Strike. Or is it? It's like a new version of Counter Strike, isn't it? It it looks to me like they took the old. They've just reskinned everything. That's what it looks like when I saw the trailer. You know, and I know there was this big Counter-Strike push back in the day, which I didn't get into. I got more into Unreal Tournament. But I just, I'm going to be playing Gears, and I'm going to be playing Battlefield, or or Modern Warfare 3, or, you know, I'm going to be playing something that's that's new, or something that's just been reiterated 15,000 times over the last five years. That's what I really want to play. Modern not Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want to play... I just don't want to play a game that's just been reskinned, and it, it's cool that people that haven't got to play it actually get to experience what a lot of the gamers who've been in it. It's like, oh man, you know, we played Counter Strike for you know months on end. Oh really? What's that? I've never played it, and they're always doing that. You've never played Counter Strike? Well, here's their chance, and I think that's really cool. But for people who have done Counter Strike, I'm just going to go play something else. So. All right. I'm ready for Guinness time. You're always drinking on the job. Uh, yeah, I mean, Guinness Book of World Records time. Oh, right. alrighty. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> All right, so it's Guinness time. So this week I got some survival horror. Sorry, gentlemen, tell me, who is the what's the longest development period for a survival horror video game? Survival horror. It's right here on our own console of choice. Silent Hill. Nope. Game came out last year. Pretty big game. Published by Microsoft. Dead Space. No, Dead Space was EA. Published by Microsoft. A story about an author. Oh, Alan Wake. There you go. Yeah, I forgot. That took like what? Uh, what ten planning, years was it? Initial planning started way back in two thousand one. Yeah, oh, wow. ten years. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Most. Uh, I like I like that game. Most playable characters in a survival horror video game is Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. That's on a Nintendo in two thousand five. GameCube it looks like maybe. Well, they got a picture of the GameCube version. Uh, but Eternal Darkness allows a player to control 12 different characters, the most ever in a survival horror game. The first survival horror game. Let's see if you guys... This is going way, way, way back. Uh, is this is like in Nintendo Day? Prior to that. Oof. <laughs> Who was the big guys before that? 1981. Before was 81. Oh, I was a... I was one. I was a year old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're still old enough to play. That's right. 
Atari, the term survival horror was coined upon the release of the original Resident Evil 96, but many earlier games shared a key elements of horror and survival. Released in 1981, Atari's Haunted House is widely regarded as the first ever survival horror video game. Hmm. Huh. Uh, first use of player-controlled, second-person perspective in a video game was Siren for the PlayStation 2. First use of player-controlled Second perspective. Okay. Well, is that over the shoulder? I have no idea what that means. Uh, let me read it. The original Siren, which was developed for PlayStation 2 in 2003, was a first survival horror game to use a, use a player-guided second-person perspective, known as Forbidden Siren. In Europe and Australia, the title allowed players to sight jack enemies using this method Players could see the action through the enemy's eyes, allowing them to move past unseen when the enemy's back is turned or they have moved to another location. Huh. Well, there you have it. Okay. Uh, this should be easy. Best-selling survival horror series. Resident Evil. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The widest variety of player death animations. <laughs> Same franchise you just mentioned. Yeah, Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, it would be Resident Evil 4. They had at least 47 unique ways for protagonist Leon S. Kennedy to die. Huh. Uh, fastest completion of Resident Evil was by Brandon Armstrong in the USA. According to SpeedDemonsArchive.com, the fastest completion of the original PlayStation version of Resident Evil which was released in 1996, is 1 hour, 9 minutes, and 17 seconds, set by wow. Brandon Armstrong. So, yikes. So, all right. Uh, let's do some platformers here. 2D. So, the shortest console platformer was the Impossible Game. Uh, it exactly 90 seconds long. If completed successfully, <laughs> Jeez. the Impossible Game was the shortest commercially available 2D platformer. Despite its brevity, this Xbox Live indie game is also one of the most difficult in its genre, with deadly obstacles appearing almost every second, and one mistake sending you right back to start. I tried that game. That was freaking awful. Was it impossible? It was impossible. The Impossible Game. Yeah. I mean... That describes it. I mean, it is, like, impossible and not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fastest completion of Super Mario Bros. 2, The Lost Levels. The holder is Andrew Gardikas of the USA. The Japanese version of Super Mario Bros. 2 is widely regarded among fans as being far more difficult than the first game in the series and arguably one of the toughest platformers ever commercially released. This hasn't stopped. Gifted gamer Andrew Gardikas streaming through it in just 8 minutes and 34 seconds. A whole game in eight minutes? Wow. Mm-hmm. And he recorded this run on the Wii Virtual Console after training exclusively on the SNES version of the game. All right, here's an easy one. Who's the most prolific video game character? Mario. Exactly. Uh, longest wait for a video game sequel is The Legend of Keg, uh from 1985 <laughs> to 2008. Oh, wow. Fastest completion of level one on Sonic 2, as holders Justin 
Justin Towell, BUK, completed the Emerald Hill Zone 1 of the Xbox Live Arcade version in just 21 seconds. Wow. Highest score on Sonic the Hedgehog by Michael Sroka of the USA. Uh, he racked up a total of 404,980 points back in May of 2010. And best platforming 2D platformer. Oh, that that's that's easy. Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers yeah. 3. Super Mario Brothers original one. Oh. Okay. So, yep, coolness, man. So, all right, let's um let's see. We'll do 3D platformers and call it a night for Guinness. Highest grossing video game a movie. This was a pretty recent one. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Wait, what was that? The highest grossing video game movie. Oh, Prince of Persia? Yep. Same oh, yeah. The most critically acclaimed platformer is the Super Mario Galaxy series. Oh, uh, here we go, guys. Most successful video game heroine. Lara Croft? Yeah. Of course. Fastest completion of the galaxy's greatest wave. Uh, Troy Whalen of the USA. Regarded as the trickiest level in Super Mario Galaxy, the galaxy's greatest wave stage sees Mario ride a manta ray through a Mobius strip of water, which requires the gentlest of tilts to the Wii Remote. The steady hands of Troy Whalen of Mechanicsville, Virginia, USA, did it in 60.07 seconds. The first seamless 3D world on a console was Jack and Daxter, the Precursory Legacy. The Precursor Legacy. Uh, let's see, most prolific 3D platform series. Ooh, there's two of them. What do you guys think of most prolific 3D platforming series? What does prolific mean? <laughs> 3D. Most recognized, I don't know. Oh, Galaxies? Is Galaxies one of them? Nope. Tomb Raider series and the Ratchet and Clank series. Oh, really? Hmm. So, and the fastest completion of Banjo-Kazooie is by Alex Penev of Australia. The record for the fastest speed run on a, a Nintendo 64 original version of Banjo-Kazooie belongs to Alex Penev of Australia, who was able to guide Banjo the Bear through the game in 3 hours, 32 minutes, 45 seconds. So, hmm. there you have it. And the next week, we'll get into some more stuff. Right on. Lots of fighting games coming up. So. Cool. We're right. getting there, guys. We're getting there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I hope, hope we'll, maybe be in, we'll maybe be done with this in time for the 2012 version of the book. <laughs> not no, that it would change gonna, much. Yeah, it's not going to change much. And I don't expect to, <laughs> to, to read through all of it next year. <laughs> so. It can just... Get these clips and then just replay them. There you go. <laughs> Cut and paste them out of each one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to the friends list. Uh, first thing we got here is from I Sharif. Hey guys, this is Sharif, aka I Sharif, longtime listener of the podcast. And I just thought I would add my thoughts into the conversation in your last podcast about Metro. 
2033. I too thought the game was way too hard, even uneasy. Some things in the games in the game just didn't work. I like the game purely for the concept and environment. Gameplay was not very good at all, but at the same time, I enjoyed the challenge. In my opinion, if they remake it or brought out a Metro, uh, brought out a Metro 2033, but just fix the difficulty, the lighting, and the enemies that don't seem that seem to not die, as well as the very little ammo that you have, I think would be great. I have a question for you guys. Is there a game that has come out and it was absolutely amazing, but when the sequel was released, it was so bad that it ruined the experience of the original game for you? Correct, Dan. Oh. <laughs> that, that's just the first one that pops on my mind. Because I know, and I wouldn't say it ruined, well, you know what, I wouldn't say it ruined the experience of the first one. Yeah, I don't think anything's ruined the experience of the first one. If you've loved it, it's going to ruin it. Um, It would definitely ruin the franchise, which I think Crackdown 2 is a good example of. They may have just killed the franchise with that that sequel. Um, What else? Duke Uh, Nukem? Yeah, um, I think Duke Nukem Forever is a good one. Um, that might be a good one where, because it's been so long, that it could have ruined your nostalgia of the game. So I think if you had a really long time between games, it could potentially ruin the original or what you thought of it, just for nostalgia reasons. But You know, I'm really, su- you know, this is a little side note here. I'm really surprised that the that Duke Nukem Forever didn't have the original Duke Nukem hidden in it somewhere. Hmm. Well, the first part of it did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With the football field. Yeah, did redoing the oh, boss fight from the first about, one. Did you mean like the original that. side-scrolling game somewhere in it? No, not... Um, the Duke Nukem 3D. Oh. Yeah, it kind of starts. It starts with the end boss on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there you go. It's yeah. right there. It's right there at the start of the game. What are you complaining Absolutely. about? <laughs> so. All right. And then uh, that's all, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Okay. Next thing we've got is a voicemail from Niacin. Here we go. Hey, this is Niacin. Just looking for more tables. And uh, other than that, I know you're probably going to talk about it on this uh, on this week. But uh, yeah, Forza Four, man, no Porsche. That, uh, that sucks. But uh, when I read their uh, their behind the scenes dev blog lately, there's a lot of good stuff coming up for that game. That's probably the game I'm most excited about. Uh, which one are you most excited about? Later. All right. Thanks uh, very much for that uh, voicemail. So, guys, uh, what are you uh, looking forward to seeing? Uh, I'm looking forward to driving Warthogs in Forza 4. The way I understand it, you're not going to be able to drive those, though. I know. Oh. But the Warthog is in Forza 4. You can... Yeah. You can use that auto log or not the auto log, the auto 
something Auto Vista, I think it's called, where you can kind of go around the, the Warthog and get all kinds of information on it. And so, but you don't need to do that because you can just check out the video on our website at www.thisxboxlife.com, and we've already posted it for you. So, <laughs> is that your blog? <laughs> That's my blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, um, I have to say the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is Battlefield Three. That's that's the big game for me this year. Yeah, do I have to say what I'm expecting? What I'm oh. <laughs> mine's the same as yours. So, about you, Rob? And I'm looking forward to the the new Batman game, Arkham City. And, yeah, and uh, and Rage is uh, oh yeah is is one too. So more so Batman. Rage is gonna be awesome. I the know rage it. is I just, relentless. Yes, it's gonna. Be, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good, good winner for me. It's gonna be good for gaming. So, oh yeah. It's hard to pick, you know. I, I want Battlefield Three. I want Rage. I'm looking forward to Forza Four, uh, Dead Island. I'm so excited about Warhammer. I'm excited about, um, you know, playing the Modern Warfare Three campaign will be fun. Um, just you know, looking for Uncharted Three. Ah, oh, it's. What's not the what's not the like Halo anniversary? Not as excited about that one, but it'll still be fun to play it. So, okay, all right. Uh, then we've got uh, another voicemail from Mudtastic. It's Sunday, 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 and this is Mudtastic, and I'm here to give you a review from Mudtastic for a game. Uh, what I have been playing, and I guess I want to talk about it. Uh, on the phone, and as long as i got time, we'll see what I can do. I'm going to try to do it as quickly as possible. I'm calling you to tell you about Doi's X, uh, Human Revolution. This game is a, this is not your straightforward first-person shooter game. This is more of the fine art of exploration. Uh, you're going to explore this world. Uh, kind of leads me into kind of graphics. Uh, they're very pretty looking. Uh, some of the very nice visuals uh, from a CD underbelly of Hingsha to uh, high-tech backgrounds of uh, Sarah for Pika Station, uh, the environments. I you. This game is all about level design, and I've read that in some of the other um, reviews I've read before about this, and it's, it's really true. Um, whether you're crawling through vents and finding hidden places or you're sneaking in the offices um, and hiding behind people, uh, moving around, it's just there's so much to see. Uh, this is about like reading a book. I mean, uh, for, for gameplay and for graphics to see the the, the different things, uh, read the different ebook readers, um, find out more about the history. It's uh, it is really cool. If you're if you're into that kind of thing, this is not a fast moving game game by any means. It's a uh, it's a game that you um, you savor, that you uh, you uh, gobble up all the little things that you can find. Uh, I think Peter Troy, uh, shout out to him. Who he said it probably best is that it's kind of a combination of Splinter Cell, uh, kind of meets the Mass Effect One, and I say Mass Effect One because the the gameplay, the combat itself is it's a little clunky when it comes to uh, hiding in cover, um, working to take out your opponents. Um, one of my favorite things though is the takedown. There's three different um, ways to play combat. Uh, if it's straightforward shooting, or if you want to do kind of a stealth combat where you sneak up behind people and take them out, or a straight stealth where you avoid everybody altogether. I think my favorite is the stealth combat, 
where you sneak up and you do takedowns, and then uh, you can drag people's bodies and hide them in places so security can't find them. Uh, and you can do lethal versus non-lethal type of combat. It is that, that is a lot of fun. And then you can do multiple. You can upgrade your augmentations um, with experience that you get from taking people out and um, unlocking things with hacking. And uh, you can eventually do uh, multiple takedowns, which is a lot of fun as well. Um, but it's very it's very singular. Uh, if you if you understand what I'm saying is that. Uh, you're always sneaking, and so it's not a lot of, unless you try to do the shooting up front, um, I think that you, you get more enjoyment out of it by doing the sneaking, but that takes a while. Uh, memorizing people's routes, seeing how And this is part two of my tactics review of Doi Sex. Um, so I was talking about the combat and being able to move around. I think one of the things that I really didn't care for is the use of energy. Um, you get little energy boxes, and when you do a takedown, it sucks up an energy box, or there's certain other augmentations that suck up the energy box. You can refill one, but if you want to refill the other boxes that you have, you have to find uh, power boost bars and, and things that'll, that'll do that. And that, that's a little irritating to have, like, five boxes and then only have one that's filled most of the time. So you have to be kind of strategic about how you do that. There's also hacking as a gameplay. It's not uh, the best kind of uh, mini game that I, I, I found, but it's it's adequate. Um, the the key to um, if you want to get a lot of experience points is to upgrade your hacking skill early on, uh, so you can uh, get into all the different people's email systems and security systems, so you can um, unlock uh, you know control turns or remove cameras, so it makes sneaking around easier. Um, from a sound perspective, I thought they had some nice musical background. Um, the background of the noise of cities or the uh, complexes is good. I think one of the key things here is people's conversations. When you come close enough to conversations, you can start to overhear them. It's very important to the exploration of the world. Um, as you find that they sometimes talk about things, like some uh, people in the beginning, you could find a rocket launcher. And uh, finding that rocket launcher, you just listen to two workers t um, over talking, and uh, from what they say, you can kind of figure out where you need to go, and you can kind of unlock and pick up a rocket launcher, and you'll have it off straight off from the beginning. Um, also, uh, this game has no co-op. This is straight, you know, single player, uh, getting sucked into the world. And I don't know that you want a co-op person for something like this. This is a game that is uh, a singular experience that you're going to get involved with. Um, there's some cool achievements. Last of all, these are not. This is not something you're gonna get a lot of achievements off immediately. It's gonna take. Um, uh, you can actually do them all in one playthrough, but it's very difficult. I'm doing one right now where I don't actually kill anybody. You have to. I'm doing it all. Um, I'm only knocking people out. So, it, it. But it's it's challenging. There there are challenging achievements. Not undoable, but uh, can be a lot of fun, and uh, can test your test your mental. So. Uh, for my personal self, uh, I, I love this game. Uh, if you're kind of in that exploration kind of uh, mood or that's something that you interest and you like stealth combat, which I think it does stealth combat really really kind of nicely, um, that this this game is definitely for you. So uh, just as my personal review uh, uh, and, and my double call-in, um, I hope everybody has an excellent one, and I'll see you on Xbox Live. Bye. Hey, thanks, uh, Matastic, for that uh, for that review. Yeah, and thanks for testing out our system. We now know that you can leave a voicemail up to three minutes long before it cuts you off. So <laughs> if you don't want to call back, get your, all your thoughts in in, in three minutes. <laughs> so. Yep, yep.
three minutes at a time. Yeah. Like like Mud did. <laughs> Just call back. Yeah. So. All right. There's a community review of Deus Ex. So. Okay. Then uh, off of the forums, we've got a couple questions here. Couple. A couple. Couple, couple yeah. I'm looking at this at this first one. There's uh, a couple, 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 couple in the first one. First one's uh, from Voodoo. He's only got one few, question. With a bunch of parts. In 37 parts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Voodoo writes in, a few follow-up questions for my question. See show 151. About the vet status. Part one. If I play Bad Company 2 on the PC and 360, do you get credit for playing it on two different systems or just the game, regardless for what systems you play it on? You get it once. Once, yeah. No. Okay. Part 2. When I play Bad Company 2, I've seen people with a vet status of 13. How's that possible? They have more than one CD key for... Uh, like Battlefield Vietnam or Battlefield 1942. I don't think that's right, because the max veteran status you can have is 7 or 8. Yeah, there's people on there that are in double digits. That's the only reason why I could think of, or however they did it, was doing it by the CD keys. But then, but it's like if you've registered for the game, and it appears, whichever one, it, it just shows that you have it. You can't get, then that would go back to his part one of, if you played it for 360 and PC, would you get yeah. two veteran points? I mean, maybe it's just broken. I yeah, am not 100% sure, but it is you know nice. how it is. Yeah, <laughs> In EA, exactly. Like, like their yeah. stats have never had problems, right? Yeah. Like their websites are work flawlessly, right? Like yep. they would never delete your stats to fix your veteran status. No, never. Never. Never wipe out all your work. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. About Mass Effect Three, do you want to see multiplayer, uh, multiplayer, and or co-op? Nope. No multiplayer. What about co-op? co-op? Nope. No co-op either. Okay. Nope. This is a single-player experience, man. Okay. It's too. This is one of those. The one thing I don't like about co-op in the campaign is if you get someone that just wants to burn through it because they rented it and got to get it back in two days, and then it's like, wait a minute, I want if I want to pay attention to the story, then they're jumping ahead and you, you miss stuff. So, no, I don't want anybody. I, don't even, I won't even be in a party. I don't want to be talking to nobody. I don't want to be interrupted when I'm playing Mass Effect 3. So, no, I don't want no nobody in there ruining it for me. <laughs> nice. Okay. Then uh, about getting ribbons, are there ribbons based on real ribbons, or are the ribbons colors and patterns from dice mines? Hmm. I believe I it's a combination of both. Yeah. I haven't seen the this full list of ribbons. This is for. Uh, which was Battlefield, right? With the bajillion ribbons. I'm assuming yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about BF3 at this point. Right. Or it could just mean Battlefield altogether. Yeah, I'm not sure because ribbons. I know they had like the Purple Heart and stuff like that, but those are under the medals. You know, the ribbons, I'm not 100% sure. 
But I know Battlefield 2 had some real medals and stuff in it. So, question unknown, but probably a mix. It goes uh, a few shows ago. You guys brought up to have Xbox do the hardware and Sony do the software or vice versa. I got to thinking, if you if that were to happen and the red ring of death were to happen, I could see the blame game start. Xbox blames Sony for the software. Sony blames Xbox for the hardware. Yeah, it was actually Sony, hardware, Microsoft software. I don't know about the blame game. I mean... It all depends where the bug is at. I mean, if it's a hardware failure, it's hardware. If it's a software bug, it's software. So. Okay. Then what do you want to see in Battlefield 3? One button, knife grenade like uh, Bad Company 2, or have to select the knife grenade like in Battlefield 2 and have to reselect your weapon? Yes, that would be great. You want the you want the Battlefield Two version? Yes, make them select it. You know, it, I would I would select it if if I knew that when I pushed the button that it was going to swing. <laughs> um, <laughs> if but, it would work. <laughs> yeah, but in Battlefield Three, you'll find out there is a nice, pretty long uh, animation to stabbing somebody. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. You're going to make sure you have to have at least three to four seconds. <laughs> but I think once you're in the once you're in the motion, you're you're in it. So hopefully they do have it fixed to where if you miss. <laughs> so me, I like the one button, but like I said, if you could, you know, do the select. If it was fixed, then oh, I mean, even in sorry, even in Battlefield Two, it's a one button. You could just press one, and it brings out your knife. You know, and two would go back to your or three would, would go back to your. It, and then you'd have to actually hit the fire button, or your mouse yeah. button, to actually knife somebody. Where right. you can have a gun in your hand and hit was it your right bumper and slash somebody with a knife. So you're not actually pulling it out to equip it and then actually using the fire button to fire it. That's yeah. the biggest question is, do you want to have to equip the knife or like you did in Battlefield 2? Or do you want to actually just have the one button, you know, just run up? I can have a gun in my hand, but I'm going to slice you instead. Yeah. Like Bad Company. I say make them, if you well, want to keep make the game realistic, it. make them select it. You, you know. Yeah. So. Nothing like running around the corner and they're just clicker to click faster to clicking the button than you. Yep. So. All right. Down on some of the knife kills, too. And if 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 the. You know, you're going to make a big deal about dog tags, then make people really earn it. Instead of being, you know, you know what I mean? I think it just makes it a little bit more of a challenge. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. I had more notes with a few more questions, but they got washed. This is what happens when you listen to four shows in one night. <laughs> you were talking about Battlefield versus Call of Duty by the numbers, and Battlefield is at seven but my vet status is at nine. And I just missed the recording. Guess I have to wait until next weekend. Me. Um, you're because your first, no, wait, but my, let's see. Battlefield is by the numbers. Battlefield is at seven, but my vet status is nine. 
there's when you put your see that's what those makes them about the, the vet status because I think there's actually my understanding was there's actually nine games that count towards the veteran status but the most you can have is a vet status of eight because your first one is doesn't count you have to have two games to, two battlefield games to be considered a veteran so you're not a yep. vet just by buying one game that's your first game. You haven't played anything. You're not a vet. When you register your second game, oh, you've played Battlefield before, so you're a veteran to the series. So it takes two games to get a veteran status of one. So the the max games that they can count that they have, your vet status would not be any higher than would be would the max it could be is one less than the total amount of games out. Correct. And cool. I still don't know where 13, people are getting 13. That makes no sense. I don't know how they're doing it. it just, it's got to be a glitch. Because my understanding is, like, I think eight's the highest. Because I think there's nine games out. Right. All right. Okay. And then uh, got one more here. Is this for us or Achievement Sounds? Um, I think I don't. I don't know. Just you know, I, I put it in ours because I read it and it made it sound like you know, hey, I listen to Achievement Hounds, but I have a question for you about this as well. Okay. So, all right. Well, it's uh, next one's from WT Buffs eighty seven regarding the last couple Achievement Hounds podcasts regarding Fallout three using the. In PC, using the console to unlock the achievements, what are your takes on this issue? Um, well, so it's like you, I'm going to some... bring you out. You guys can get the PC version of Fallout 3. You put it in, and I guess you go into like the console, and you can do some console commands and get all the achievements in a matter of just a couple minutes. Never playing the game. And a lot of these guys are doing this on viral now, passing this around. So everybody's getting like 1,500 or whatever it is, 1,750 achievement points, and they're not even playing the game. Oh, cool. I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Oh, no, I think it's stupid. It's, it, it, I don't know. It, I was talking to someone the other day. This is really hard for me to, to take a stand on because I think this, this is stupid. The points don't matter. It's like... The, the points are meaningless. They don't mean anything, and you're you're not even playing the game. But you're getting you're getting seventeen hundred and fifty achievement points to say, look, I played all the DLC and the full game. That's what it says. The achievements are for what you've accomplished. And if you're not going to play it, then what's the point? And to me, this is this is pointless. But then again, yeah. it's hard for me to say that because then what's the difference when I say Brun? Get in a battlefield game, get on the other team, and let me stab you five times to get. The... Well, that's boosting. It's boosting, but if if I didn't earn it legitimately, okay, at least I had to play it. Okay, there's there's yes. that aspect of I had to play it, and and I, and I kind of kind of go on that. Well, at least I did do it. You went through the motions. But that I, that's I, the difference. <laughs> it, it's still to me. I I really wish that if they do a new Xbox. I almost wish they'd wipe out your gamer score. 
because the next time around, I would only do I wouldn't I wouldn't boost at all. If I can't get it, I want to know what like a, a true score is of how my skills are and what I've accomplished and and what I've done in the games. And if I can't do it legitimately, then I shouldn't have the points. But I have boosted. I still do on occasion for games that I really like. If I want to max the points out and there's stuff I can't get, then I'll, I'll you know, I'll try to boost them. So, and then to, But then it's like, well, then how can I be against stuff like Fallout 3 PC? They're not even playing the game. It's just, I don't get it. You know, I don't know. I don't like that yeah. one at all. I think that's just blatant cheating. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is... This is hacking and cheating here. I mean, boosting, yes, it's it's a way to get an achievement that maybe you don't want to spend the time in getting legitimately. I don't even want to use the word awesome. legitimate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them are really hard, but, I mean, boosting's boosting. This here is just flat-out cheating, so, yeah, not for this at all. good question to end on <laughs> yep <laughs> so but cool that is it got another two hour plus show we have reached the halfway mark yeah we're not g man so it's five hours um <laughs> that's not a stab at achievement hounds either just i noticed that their show was five hours long and I don't know how you could sit on a podcast for five plus hours or four hours or whatever it was. You have to have a comfortable, comfortable chair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, as I beat myself up with my microphone, um, head over to thisxboxlife.com. You'll have all of our contact information. Like our email, which is contact at this Xbox Life. Our YouTube, uh, not our YouTube, but it is youtube.com slash this Xbox Life. You have our Facebook and Twitter. Um, you'll have a link to Zazzle, which is two of our shirts are on there, and Cafe Press, two of our shirts are on there. I have to get those figured out. And our voicemail, which is 224 698 Xbox two two four six nine eight nine two six nine. Oh, hold up! Hold the show! Stop the presses! It's midnight. <laughs> we, we have a winner, people. We have a winner. We had a giveaway this week. Oh. We had a giveaway, and if you didn't, if you didn't watch the forums, you don't watch our tweet, then you missed out. Uh, what you had to do this week was call in, leave us a voicemail. And you would be entered into a drawing for the Ms. Explosion Man table coming out this coming week for Pinball FX2. And congratulations to Mudtastic. Uh, when you were drawn between you and Niacin, it was a 50-50 chance. So, people, when we have these, follow Twitter. You need to get in. You got a, they got really good odds. So, yeah. Mud, you will be check your uh, check your Xbox Live messages. You'll have the code. I'll send it to you there. And congratulations. You do need Pinball FX2, but that is a free download if you don't already have it. So, And then I'll send you the code for Miss Explosion Man. And then here in a couple of days, our next Gamer of the Month will be on the site. 
but they will not be with us next week, but the week after. And Wayne, you won't be with us next week, will you? I won't be here next week either. No. All right. Sorry. So Rob and I, maybe we can find a uh, mm-hmm. find a uh, substitute. For sure. All right. But all right. Cool. Don't Congratulations. Forget, it's to a Bud. holiday next weekend. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. Well, the holiday is Monday. Right. Yeah. So you guys can do a show. Do a show, so then I can. And post it early, Bron, so I can download it and listen to it on my way back. Because I'll be flying back home on Monday. So give me something to listen to on the plane. I will try. Post it. Yes, don't try. Do. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm out of here. I'm Bron, BJSwick33. And I'm Rob. Awesome news, Presar. Catch you all later. Hold the show. Hold Stop it, the hold presses. It. Wait a minute. I just wanted to say... On the question of the battlefield veteran status, here are the games that count towards your veteran rank. They are Battlefield 1942, Battlefield 1943, Battlefield 2, Battlefield 2142, Bad Company, Battlefield Heroes, Battlefield Modern Combat, Battlefield Vietnam, and Battlefield Bad Company 2. The expansions, boosters, demos, and betas do not add to your veteran rank. So there are nine Nine. total. Your max veteran status officially can only be eight. If it's higher than that, it's wrong or somebody's hacked something or whatnot. But the max currently available is eight. Yeah, which is really weird because I think mine is eight. And I have every one of those except for Battlefield Vietnam because I could not find my CD. So I should be sitting at 7, but they have me as 8, so I'm not 100% sure. I would say something's wrong. Well, so. look at your login to your veteran status page and see. Maybe they, maybe you do have Vietnam. Maybe you registered it once before and then lost the key. Uh, I don't no, think no, I do. No. But. Never know. All right. That's so. it. Okay, since you signed out, I'm not signing out. I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. I'm taking off. Bye. Hold the presses. Oh, boy. That is all. Good, Good night. <laughs> Good night. The quiet hand, Mr.